This is exactly right. Hey everybody, it's Babs. Welcome to a special bonus episode where we each do individual segments. We haven't really done one like this this year, I don't think, and they're kind of fun, I think. It's a fun little like separate thing, different from usual. Fun to see what comes out of our mouths when we're alone, very alone. Um, You know, it's October. I'm excited for Halloween. I don't really have any ideas for costumes yet. Maybe Winifred from Hocus Pocus because I did like a show before where I played her and so I have a dress that kind of works for her, but also I don't really have any plans for thi- for Thanksgiving, Jesus, whatever. October, Halloween, you get it. Um, I don't really have plans and I doubt I'm going to really do much because I'm traveling to New York and stuff next week and I think I'll just be tired and not want to do anything. So that's that. Um, What do we even talk about? I really don't even have like a thing to say. I've been busy lately. I've been really obsessed with like organizational TikToks and, but I do this thing. I don't know if anyone else does that. So it's like, I can't afford to buy all of those, all of those like containers at once. It's a lot of money. So I'll buy like three of them and then I'll just feel like shit because it's just like, oh, you got like one twentieth of your fridge is (laughs) organized and the rest just still looks the same. I don't know how people afford to do all that shit. I guess it's because they make money off of TikTok. I don't fucking know. But it's wild to me um, to be able to afford those. So congrats if you are, because I don't know how to do that shit. Okay. Um, I am still sober. I don't know if anybody's been listening to my Babstinence podcast, but I'm doing a year experiment where I'm not drinking And I feel like I just overcame like a big hurdle because I went to Portland where literally every cute dive bar you could ever want is on every single corner. And that is my favorite shit, you know, cute dive bars. And I did it, everyone. I didn't drink. I somehow gotten over the hump of not doing it. But the holidays are coming up. That's going to be really tough. You know, usually we try. We actually haven't done it in a few years, but um, we would do like a, a daytime drinking thing at one of my favorite bars here called the roost where they have this like really intense uh eggnog and yeah we'd usually spend a day there getting drunk we haven't been able to do in a few years because of covid and i think we were gonna like make this be the year we're coming back and i guess we could do it obviously but i just won't be drinking so i don't know it'll be tough it's gonna be an interesting time i guess i'm supposed to i don't know i don't even feel like i've save money or I guess I, I, I know I feel better from it, but it's easy to feel like I don't because, you know, when you're looking at like incremental day-to-day changes, it doesn't feel like much. So what else, everyone? Going to New York next week. I'm excited. Me and my boyfriend are going and we're going to like see his old neighborhood where he used to live. So that'll be fun. I feel like, you know, that's obviously like a different life he kind of had before me. So it's going to be fun to check that out and see where his like old haunts were. He keeps being like, oh, I wonder if this one food cart's still around and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm excited to like see him get excited for that kind of stuff. And I'm doing a bunch of shows and I have to say I'm kind of like proud of myself because I got booked on like 
cool shows and stuff that maybe I wouldn't have had as easy a time getting on in the past. So it felt nice to like have that. But also now I'm terrified that I'm not going to be funny enough or whatever. What a great constant thing to be doing. Um, I'm really wanting to go on tour, though. I'm probably going to try and like do a fairly big tour in the beginning of the year, which I guess I need to start planning. Um, So, hey, if you want me to come to your town, let a girl know, because I got to figure that shit out and do long sets. Because, you know, if you get booked on a show in L.A. or anywhere else, you're doing most 15 minutes. And I need to be doing like hour long shits so I can figure stuff out. Hour long shits. Yep. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, I, uh, yeah, what do I even say? I'm, I'm looking at my like office thing and I repainted maybe, I guess over a year ago, but I still never finished like putting up my art around the room and I need to do it. I'm so bad with that stuff. I just like, I don't want to deal with finding frames and like, I have so much art that I bought that's just like sitting in my closet and really needs to go up. So I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to go anywhere for the holidays because traveling last year was kind of just like a fucking nightmare, honestly. And even though it's obviously fun to be with family, I just kind of want to chill this year and like save money and do stuff around the house. And so it'd be nice to just have like a week where I'm just like kind of doing that stuff and watching Christmas movies and all that jazz where I just don't have to worry about the travel part. But I don't know. I mean, my niece and nephew are only going to be young for so long. And obviously, it's like really nice to be around kids for the holidays. So I don't know. What are y'all plans this year? It's uh, it's tough to know if you should put in the effort or not. You know, not the effort. Obviously, the effort's not it. But traveling during the holidays, no joke. I feel like I've like kind of circumvented it in the past. Um, where I've kind of like gone around a time that wasn't as busy and last year I just did it at the times where you travel like a few days before and after and it sonked a donk which if you know what that means means sucked a dick and I am saying it in the negative way and I'm sorry um if that's weird oh my god I should have had like something to talk about before I did this wow it really is a lot easier doing it when there's two other people um, so I bit off more than I could chew, I will say, with trying to retake piano again from community college. I had no time. I keep doing this thing where, like, it's over Zoom, which is nice, but I have, like, 10 Zooms to catch up on, and they're each two hours long. So that's a lot of Zoom to watch and also do my assignments, and I'm staring at my keyboard right now being like, is this is this shit going to happen or what? And I don't know. I, if I don't catch up now, I'm probably fucked. And then I just have to get a bad grade. Oh, that doesn't feel good. But I just kind of underestimate how much time I have for it. And how do you like make yourself do, how do you make yourself practice as an adult who has like a million other things they need to be doing? I don't know how to add that in. I'm sure I could. Like, yes, I could take out the like two hours of watching Bar Rescue that I do every night with, I don't know if anyone else here has Pluto, but it is a free thing that shows like has different channels of shows that that's the only show it has. So there's a Forensic Files channel. There's a... Um, uh, game show channels. There's like old, I don't know, I can't think of stuff. There's a bar rescue channel, there's a fear factor channel, so that's all it shows. And so, like, I just sit and watch bar rescue, doesn't matter if I've seen it before, I don't care. Um, and I mean, obviously, that's different than doing piano, like, piano is like you have to be thinking, it's like doing math almost. Um, but I just feel like 
I'm not, I don't know, I'm not good at spending that time on good stuff, but maybe I'm being too hard on myself. I can never tell what's the level of like, I'm being too hard on myself or like, no, you bitch, you are being lazy. Get some shit done. Okay. Who knows what the answer is? Will it ever be answered? Oh, that was like one big run on sentence. So congratulations if you still got through that. Um, I'm so proud of you. I am proud of you. You know, it's been cool reflecting on doing the show for 10 years because I don't think I sit back that often and kind of like look at what I've done and try to like, you know, hype myself up for it. But doing the episode where we went through everybody's voicemails about like, you know, them listening to the shows and what it's meant to them. Wow, I need to like put that in my little folder for when I'm feeling down about my life or my career or anything, because it is cool to think that if you've had any positive effect on anyone, much less like really affected them, that's pretty neat. Um, So I got to keep that in mind because it's very easy to kind of get lost in this world of like thinking you aren't doing enough or wondering if what you do matters you know I don't know why we all want to feel like we leave a legacy or something like that but it is important to me to like make a mark uh in the world so it definitely is nice when I feel like I'm I'm doing that in some way I miss uh I miss hanging out with my friends from Salt Lake like it's all my like OG you know theater school friends and I think as like getting sober, you kind of have to like lean into that, like being okay with being a dork and not drinking. And that was like what we did fully. And yeah, I kind of miss, I miss like making videos together. You know, we made so many stupid like music videos and just like all this stuff that was just so fun and silly. And uh, I do, I do miss that energy. And it's like, why can't we make music videos as an adult? I guess that's like kind of what TikTok is, but you do feel like dorky. You feel a little bit dorkier doing it. Let's just admit it um, as an adult, like it doesn't feel as acceptable. So I should take some time and go back and watch those videos. Actually, that would be really fun. We should kind of, maybe we should do a, that would be a really fun uh, Zoom hang with everybody if you guys submitted us your old videos of like you know Spice Girls dances you did or whatever I think we all have something like that there's been a really fun trend on TikTok look at me lately it's like oh wow I start I actually started watching it I'm not as scared of it but I really like the trend where they show like 14 year olds now and it's like some like a girl who like knows how to do her makeup and is wearing a cute outfit and is like has a coordinated dance and then it's like 14 year old me and it's just like all the ridiculous dances like coordinated dances we would do to yeah Spice Girls or Lady Gaga or whatever it was making and we felt so cool at the time we're like god it looks so hot and it's just so dorky watching it back with like the grainy footage and oh my god there's so much of that shit out there that exists that I'm in that I'm somewhat glad that YouTube didn't exist for, but also like it would be kind of funny to just have not lost all of it, you know, too. Oh, I, I, I'm not prepared to talk by myself. I should have thought of something. Everybody, um, the cats are doing good. I keep bugging my boyfriend that like, we're going to, sorry, but we are going to get, um, you know, we are going to get a dog 
And he keeps being like, okay, we are not in the right place for a dog. And I know why he's thinking this. It's because I've been to his dad's house and at his dad's house, he can just open the back door and the dogs run and run and they're literally across the street from a park. So like, that's what he's comparing it to, right? But the thing is, we live like a few blocks away from a dog park. Everyone in our neighborhood has a dog. The guy who we share, a, you know, we have a duplex, the guy who shares our back thing has a dog. And he was like, well, it makes sense that he has a, has a dog. He's lonely. And I'm like, okay, well, then that's not about the place not being good for a dog. You're thinking like mentally, emotionally, you're not ready for a dog, which is just not true. Like we're all ready for a dog, right? Like, and mentally, emotionally, we all need a dog in our lives. So I do think, sorry, honey, but I think you're going to get ambushed with a dog because... You don't even know how much you need or want one in your life right now. And we're going to work it out. We're going to be picking up its poop. We're going to be taking it on walks. And we're going to love every second of it. Because there's a floof in our life that wasn't floofing there before. And the cats are going to love it. They're all going to be best friends. We're going to have those videos where we put on like whistling music in the background. And they're stretching next to each other. And bathing each other. And sleeping together. And it's just, I mean, not sleeping together. You know, taking naps together. And it's just going to be the cutest thing you've ever seen. And he just doesn't even know how much cuteness awaits him. You know, like, oh, we're just going to turn into a cute interspecies friendship YouTube channel in our very own house. We wouldn't even have to go on the internet to look at it because it'll be next to us. So I said when he said, that, you know, we can't have a dog. I was like, okay, you need to remand your whatever argument because you're we are in the right place for a dog you just don't want one so stop saying we it's not the right place that's not what you mean and I don't know why I think that that argument will help me in any way it won't but I just need him to come correct with that okay oh boy well you know what uh I've done as much as I can. I have to do my haiku now. Um, let me, where did my haiku go? I gotta be honest with you guys. I cheated this year and I did a haiku generator. Oh, no, I didn't. I I was trying to do a haiku generator. And then uh, it wasn't, I was like, these all suck. I'll just write one myself. And mine, I feel like my haiku this year is a little bit sad, but like, I don't know, maybe the best one I've written as far as just like quality of a poem. So here we go. This is my October haiku. Our pumpkins will rot in the air that's not quite chilly, but I'll kiss you still. Yeah, no big deal, but I'm a poet, everybody, on top of everything else. So thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of this bonus episode and shout out to you for supporting us. You're the freaking best. It makes a huge difference in our lives. Trust me. And you're the shit for it. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the app. We'll see you next time. Hey everybody, it is brand new section of October's bonus episode. Um, I just wanted to uh, say thank you guys for being patrons um, and for listening to all this stuff. I hope you enjoyed Babs' segment. Um, I'm excited to listen to it. We're just doing these all separately because we're just pretty busy this month. Um, just kind of bopping around and like just finding all of the time to uh, record has just been kind of difficult like together just in general and like man... Are you even in a relationship if you don't have a shared calendar with somebody? <laughs> it's, um, you know, I'm very proud of all of us for like how 
much we've been able to like stick to everything. I mean, you know, we've been doing it for 10 years, so it feels like a well-oiled machine, but like, you know, especially the last few years being shut down with, you know, COVID and everything, you know, it's been nice like having our lives get a little bit more busy and then it's just kind of remembering like, oh yeah, these are the muscles of like needing to be ahead and like, you know, doing all of these different things. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been nice. It's been nice traveling. It's been really nice, like getting to do stand up in other cities again and just like meeting people on the road. I was just up in Portland for two weeks doing shows and man, I love the Pacific Northwest so much. There are so many cities that whenever I go to, I'm like, "Ah, maybe in my forties, this is where I would want to live because I love LA and I love my house here and my little community and everything. But, you know, I definitely hit a point sometimes where I'm like, it would just, you know, I, when I think about what life is like in my like fifties and sixties and stuff, I'm like, is LA the place to do it? Um, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, things are getting hotter in here all the time. Oh, did you turn to a comedy podcast to hear about climate change let me not talk about that uh (laughs) but you know the pacific northwest is a place that i really love and my my boyfriend flew up and we like um car camped down the coast which was great like i just got um you know a new a new subaru a couple months ago replaced the the uh the old dino bot my old car that i had for 14 years it's surprising how um uh, how emotional that actually was for me. Like I watched my car, I like a video of my car driving away and I like hear my voice crack when I'm saying goodbye. And I'm like, yeah, I let, I love that car. I toured, I toured the country. I started, my stand up career started in that car. You know, I had it for 14 years. I put a quarter million miles on it and, um, I, I loved it. I loved it's like silly little paint job. And I love my new car too. Um, this was its first like big road trip, out in the world which was really fun um and it was cool it's like I got this like cool tent thing that turns the back tailgate of the car into like a tent and like a inflatable mattress that like fits in the back of the car it's four cars it was super comfy and I was like "Ooh, I could really get into this because I I like the idea of camping but I hate sleeping on the ground and because I don't like I feel like growing up I was always the kid that got stuck next to the side of the tent and when you go camping on the east coast you wake up in the tents all dewy and then I'd wake up wet and I never felt clean and I just hated it I just hated that like wet dewy feeling in the morning so I just kind of wrote off camping for like a real long time um but now I've got a car that I can like you know won't feel dewy in in the morning and I want to take it to all sorts of cool places I mean that was definitely a thing that during lockdown I got really into me and my boyfriend like uh really really got into like camping and just kind of like disappearing into nature because it just made things I've, I've always been like a big a big nature head is that weird um I've always been like a big nature fan my mom was like a park ranger so I kind of grew up with like a woods woodsy the owl like poster on my wall and stuff like that and um I think like when you start stand up, you just kind of get so sucked up into it for a while that you kind of like every other hobby and personality trait kind of disappears for a while because you're just the, the hustle and grind of it for at least the first decade is just so unrelenting that it's hard to, you know, give yourself the time to, to do other things, um, that you used to really enjoy that made you feel like a full person. Uh, um, and I think like, at least for me, I definitely hit a point where 
I needed to go back. I wanted to go back and like I hadn't been to a live music show. I remember at a certain point in stand up for like three years. And I was like, who the hell am I? That's where all of my money has like always gone like as a person. I mean, growing up, you know, ska shows were church for me. And I remember the first time I went back to a show after I'd just been doing stand-up for years and was like, oh, I love this. This is, like, still my favorite thing. I love performing as a, as a comedian, but musicians just always feel like magic. And, um, yeah, I think, like, uh, stand-up is, is funny because you kind of just, like, hyper-focus on certain parts of yourself so much that you can kind of not focus on the rest. And I think, you know, any good stand-up hits a point where they kind of have to, like, stop and kind of back up and be like, no, but these are all of the things that make me a human. My sense of humor, like, and monetizing that is just one of them. Um, but, yeah, like, refinding my love of, like, nature and music, especially the the lockdown, like, kind of gave me a real chance. I think a lot of, a lot of creatives, I think, that had really been pushing it really enjoyed that chance of just getting to like stop and chill and, and recenter and, and remember what was important in the first place. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I remember, uh, last week, like dropping off my, my boyfriend after we'd like camped down the coast and, um, driving my, my car back to my house. And I, I told it, I was like, Hey, you did good first trip out. Like it's feeling less like a, um, it's feeling less like a, a rental car <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I keep having people be like, are you going to paint something on it? And I'm like, I, last time, I don't know how, oh, a butterfly just flew by. Um, I don't know how known the story is, but like the last time when it got painted originally, I used to work for this automotive marketing company and Scion was like a client. And we did this tour where we were raising money for art nonprofits around the country. And um, we had different artists like doing live painting in different cities. And the guy we found in L.A. was this really great mural artist. Well, is this really great mural artist named Raul Gonzalez. Um, he's impossible to search online. It's like maddening that you can't. He has zero online presence whatsoever. But um, and I had a cyan. I just gotten my little beep beep and was like, hey, if you don't want to paint like a little canvas because you do big form pieces, you know, I could probably get cyan to pay you to paint my car instead so it was a grift. Um, so when people are like, well, we're going to paint your car now. I'm like, yeah, it's got to be a grift, though. Like, I can't I'm not going to just pay somebody to do something to my car like that feels last time it just happened so organically. But it is funny because this is the first time in a long time that I've been driving my car around that I'll see I'll see the same car other places. And I'm like, Ugh. Ugh, I hate I hate that other people have it <laughs> or have it like the exact same way as mine. Like I'm trying to customize it in little ways. Like I got little like checkered license plate covers and things like that. But it's still just like ah, it's like a pretty blue Subaru Crosstrek. And I'm like, that's ah, everywhere in the city. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with like not not standing out this much anymore. It's funny, though, because, like, I, I never really... I, I stopped noticing it in the in the old Scion, but, like, people would always be like, why is everyone looking at us? And I had just gotten so used to people, like, looking at the car that I didn't even see it anymore. But people were like, hell yeah, everyone's, like, always staring at the dinosaur because they want to see it. I hope the kid that has it is, like, enjoying himself right now. I really hope he's happy. Um, his senior year probably just started. And he probably, I, I love to think of the idea of like this kid, like rolling up to his first day as a senior in a car with a T-Rex fighting a Lincoln in space on the side of it. And like getting to just like keep telling everybody that he hasn't seen all year long. Although I don't know, maybe social media has changed that. I wonder if social media has like changed the idea of like 
when you disappear for a summer and come back as a totally different person because everyone's just kind of following each other on stuff now. I hope not because that was always, I think, like a fun reset uh, that everyone kind of got in high school. I mean, I don't, I, I don't ever remember having like the one summer that I came back and everyone was like, whoa, I think I was just always cool is <laughs> the way I'm going to try to remember it. Man, it was funny. I actually just had my um, my high school's 20th anniversary or 20th anniversary. What's it called? Reunion. My reunion just happened and I didn't, I wasn't able to go back for it, but it was fun because I got like some phone calls, drunken phone calls from a couple of people uh, the night of just because I, I felt like I was, I was being mentioned and whatnot, which was, which was great. And my friend Bianca that I have not really talked to in a long time, but we're, you know, it was funny. We, we both dated the same guy. Uh, I dated, she dated him first and then I dated him and then she dated him after, after me again. But you know, she, she's, she's amazing. She's like a lesbian and she's a lawyer and lives in like Vermont and is having a great time now. Um, but I haven't talked to her in forever. And it was so funny because she, she, she calls me on our, on our friend, leaves a voicemail that was like, um, Brandy, you always said that when you got famous, you would buy me a car and I think you're famous now. <laughs> And I was like, I, I promise that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, nice try. You're not getting a car out of me, man. <laughs> um, but that was funny. It was just like, I, I don't, I have such a bad memory. So I kind of just don't remember a ton about high school or like the things that I remember, are like not what other people remembers. I mean, I think it's having a Fantasia has something to, to do with it. I'm sure like the way my memory works is just so different from other people's. Um, so it was really nice to like be reminded and just to have somebody like somebody still think of that. Like that was good. I really wanted to be, I didn't win any superlatives in high school, but I was very annoyed that I actually didn't get best car in high school. It's so weird. My bonus segment's all about cars, but my car in high school, I had my mom's old 89 Buick century station wagon. It was gray with fake wood paneling and I tinted my windows drug dealer black and I had a turtle top on top of the car uh, and if you, inside of it was a box of crazy hats. And if you wanted to ride home with me after marching band practice, you had to wear a crazy hat, uh, because I'm the most ska person alive at all times. That's <laughs> so obnoxious, but like, whatever. Um, but I like really was trying to campaign to get best car, but then David Tang won with his brand new BMW instead. Total bullshit total bullshit because I thought it would have worked because actually here's an interesting thing that I did my senior year um my best friend Heather uh in in high school uh was just like a very kind very sweet person um who was like super funny but like you know not popular but like you know just everybody liked her nobody disliked Heather at all she was a nice person and she had had a crush on a guy the summer before our senior year it didn't work out she was kind of bummed so I decided to basically harness the power of the the marching band and how many people were in marching band because we it was the biggest group in each grade was like this marching band group basically um because our band was huge and i had everybody in marching band vote for heather as homecoming queen and because there was like is this is like my first my first act of like solidarity basically of just like harnessing the power of of people <laughs> and everybody voted for Heather and it was like Heather and then like three popular girls with the top four and everyone was like Heather Marshall but then everybody liked her because she was just nice 
so then Heather ended up winning prom or winning homecoming queen. And she was just like, what? How did this happen? I don't understand. I was like, yeah. So I like basically like gave, gave my best friend this like huge confidence boost that she got to be homecoming queen. And like, I forget whatever the one of the Ashley's or Amber's or somebody was like mad about it. I was like, no, everybody likes Heather, dude. She's like a nice person. But I just remember being like, let me use the power of the marching band and how many people there are. Because I always remembered at um, when you're in marching band, like we we would play, we played uh, Pomp and Circumstance at the graduations of the seniors every year. And because the whole band was there, every senior marching band member, when they walked the stage, got the biggest cheers of everybody in each class because it was like you had all, you had your few people and your few friends, but then the entire 300 person marching band was also there to like cheer and like scream for you. So I just remember like my, my like freshman year seeing it and being like, Oh man, that's a cool, that's cool. Because like in this moment, these like kind of like dorky people that might not like have made an impression on their classmates are getting like the biggest cheers and like that's their I don't know that just feels it's like maybe kind of silly but it, it is just feel like kind of like a tiny little fun revenge for like a nerdy person to be like this weird mystery right at like the very end of high school to be like what how are they how are they getting all these cheers it's like yeah because they put in their time and this is what solidarity looks like and it's beautiful um so yeah I'm just reminiscing about sitting in my yard in the sun just reminiscing about, you know, cars and high school and all sorts of stuff. I, I used to drag race that that station wagon too, <laughs> with the turtle top on it. And I will, it was a V8. I never lost a race in that car, um, but I did get pulled over once for doing ninety and a forty-five. Um, it was not good. I was so scared. Oh my god! It's the first time I'd ever been pulled over, and I just ignored it. And then I got like the appearing court thing. And then my dad came with me because I just like didn't know what happened. And I just told him I was speeding. And then I remember going to court with my dad and then like going up to the judge and the officer was like she was drag racing. And I just remember my dad looking over me in court and I was like, I am going to die. <laughs> he was so mad because I had lied to him about it. And I was like, I don't know. I'm scared. What do you want? Sorry, I didn't tell you whatever <laughs> but I got grounded this is like one of the very few times I ever got grounded but and rightfully so I should not have been going that fast but it was the last time I drag raced and I did retire undefeated in my amazing station wagon and you know what I feel pretty damn good about that record all right that is gonna do it for me I'm just staring at the back of the 12-foot skeleton it's Halloween it's a season um, he feels great. I built like a little, uh, succulent garden all around his feet and he looks beautiful. Um, I'm going to go figure out lunch. I'm very hungry. I am realizing in this moment, but, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. Um, you're the best and I'm gonna kick it over to Tess. Enjoy the rest of the episode and we'll talk to you next month. Bye. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the bonus episode. Uh, as usual, I'm the caboose lady, the lady in the back, the butt lady. I don't know if I'm a butt lady. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Butts are fun. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, how are you guys? Uh, I'm coming to you from my office. I've been traveling a lot this week. I had my niece and my grandma had their birthday this week. My niece was turning seven. My grandma turned 90. So I celebrated two birthday girls in two different parts of the country, just a mere 83 years apart, which was super cute and super fun. Um, but yeah, I was up. My brother lives about four and a half hours away from me. So I went up and saw them. And then I flew to Cincinnati to surprise my grandma for her 90th birthday, which was very cute. I uh, did not have any Skyline Chili in Cincinnati, which I think this might be my first time going there and not having Skyline Chili. For those of you guys who haven't been, that's like the one, that's the food that everyone in Cincinnati can agree on. They really take their Skyline Chili very seriously. They're very proud of it. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Cincinnati who does not love Skyline Chili. And you know what? I have to say, to Skyline Chili's credit, not only is it delicious, if you haven't tried it, it's chili that, I know this sounds gross, but it's like chili that you put a little, they put a little cinnamon in it. So it's a little bit like sweet and cinnamony. And then I think the best way to do it is over spaghetti. So you do chili over spaghetti, which I know it sounds, if you're not used to it, it sounds really odd. But I think it's delicious. They, I do it with spaghetti. I think it's called a I guess it'd be three-way because it's spaghetti, veggie chili. I do chopped onions and shredded cheese. Uh, but I think to Skyline's credit, it's very cool. You don't see a lot of like, I don't know, is Skyline fast food? If you're from Cincinnati, tell me if it's fast food. But you don't see a lot of restaurants in general, old school restaurants like that have a legit vegetarian option. And honestly, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling, I guess, a little bit, hold on, sorry, I got distracted. Um, <laughs> I'm just feeling kind of all over the place, but I'm happy that I took the time out to go see my grandparents and to see my niece. It was very cute. I got to have, my sister was out. I got to see my sister. My oldest niece is getting really good at violin. So she plays a lot of show tunes and pop songs. She has this like backing track that goes with her and, um, yeah, I got to hang out with them. There's really nothing like a dance party with your nieces. Got to have dance parties and tea parties. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Uh, we are coming into fall. I guess it is. We're here. I'll admit it. We're here. I'm trying to change my relationship with fall. I don't know why. I, I think I just have a negative relationship with it because I don't like being cold. So it's sort of obviously the first snap of cold. I just, I think, I think it's just, I have a hard time letting go of summer. I think that's what it is. And I, I'm just not an, I'm not, I'm, I'm not autumnal. I've seen that word so much this year. I feel like autumnalness is really having a moment. Everyone's talking about their scarves and their beanies and their lattes and their pumpkins. I'm not that bitch. I like cutoffs, bare feet, chips and salsa, and a paloma. Like that to me is the ideal apparel, food combination. But look, fall comes every year. I'm going to spend a quarter of my life in fall. And I just need to change my relationship with it, I think. And you know what? I'm trying. I'm trying not to dread it so much. Um, of course, fall also means for me that I become a football widow. I have a football husband. Um, I truly... <laughs> Yeah, 
I don't know. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of football on you guys. But honestly, I, I don't mind it. I kind of like it. I find it comforting to have it on in the background. Um, I like it. I just don't understand how anyone keeps up with all that football, but my husband does. He knows about college, every NFL game. I don't know. I guess. But I say that, but then I, I'm on a quest, meanwhile, to watch every city of Real Housewives, which I feel like I don't have a lot of rec- regrets in this life, but I regret not getting more into Real Housewives sooner. I regret not having to sunk more of my life into this totally vapid and meaningless franchise sooner because now I'm totally into it. I've bought all in. I fucking love Real Housewives, but I'm feeling overwhelmed because I feel like I'm never quite get there. It's just, it is kind of like the Proust of reality television. It's totally insane. Um, but yeah, people are so dismissive of it. And understandably so. It is a bunch of garbage people just going out to lunch and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I love it. I hate how... I I, I hate how sexist people are about it. Oh, oh, Real Housewives is so stupid. It doesn't get any stupider than that. Really? Okay, that's fine, but you better not watch sports because what is stupider than sports? I get it. It's fun. I'm all for everybody having a good time, but you can't watch sports and then be a dismissive asshole about someone who's obsessed with housewives because it's the same thing. It's all a fake argument. It's all wrestling. It's all people battling over something that doesn't ultimately matter. It's all rich people problems. It's all people that we can feel good about watching them battle, but nobody actually really well, I was going to say nobody actually really gets hurt on The Real Housewives, but as we know, tables have been thrown, drinks have been thrown in faces, and there's been a lot of fraud. There's been a lot of victims of the fraud, but they're all fraudy crimes. The crimes in the NFL are like, all right, um, uh, this guy, he, 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 uh, he's a little concussion-y, but he's a quarterback, so we're just going to let him in. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like more people get hurt. The NFL is way stupider than Housewives. Way, way worse. Uh, oh, God, I'm just feeling so spread thin, you guys. Anyone else? How do you say no? I feel like I, I, I have so many people I want to hang out with, so many things I want to do. I'm really struggling with that, and I think that's related to my insomnia. God. I don't, this is... I, I feel like I've never heard anyone else talk about this, so this is probably just a me thing. But does anyone else, like, not know what... (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it, except that I don't know what to do with my body when I'm sleeping. Like, I feel like I have these super long limbs, and I don't know where to put them when I'm sleeping. I just lay there so uncomfortable. I don't know... I don't know... I don't know where... I don't know where to put my arms. I don't know where to put my legs. Everywhere I lay feels uncomfortable. I know you're supposed to sleep on your back, which I'm trying to train myself to do, but I've never been a back sleeper, so I really struggle with that. Like, I have a hard time, like, falling into the grove. Groove? Grove. Groove. I have a hard time falling into the groove when I'm trying to fall asleep. I have a hard time falling asleep because I can't fall into the groove. Everywhere I go just feels uncomfortable, and so I, I feel like that's where a lot of my insomnia 
is rooted really is just like, I don't know what to do with my limbs. I don't know if it's a tall person thing, a restless person thing. Maybe I have restless body syndrome. I don't know. I lay there all night just trying to figure out what to do with my body. So if you have any hints, if, any, if this is familiar, let me know. I would love to get a good night's sleep. Oh, let me read you guys my haku. <clears throat> All right. Cross-country birthdays, Ojai anniversary, candy is dandy. So, yeah, as I told you guys before, I celebrated two birthdays this week. One was in Northern California. One was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Then my anniversary was a couple weeks ago. My husband and I have been really into going to Ojai. We went to Ojai the day after our wedding, so we went there again for our anniversary, which was very cute. I love it there. I'm just so Ojai. I, I, I'm, if you're not from California, let me explain. Oh, Ojai is like, it's the Sedona of Southern California, I guess. Either that or Sedona is the Ojai of Arizona. But either way, they're sister cities, I would say. A lot of crystals, a lot of yoga. There's no vortexes in Ojai that they brag about. Sedona is really proud of their vortexes. If you haven't been to Sedona, there's supposedly these like spiritual vortexes that you can go access. It feels very like Reiki adjacent where it's like, okay, I think I feel something. It's, it feels like something that is 90, 103% power of suggestion. Like you just suggest the vortex so hard that you feel it. And though there is no vortexes in Ojai, there is Reiki. There is definitely a lot of Reiki. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's a very like spiritual healing kind of like hippie place. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, so we celebrate our anniversary in Ojai. And then candy is dandy. It's not though. It's too, candy's, well, I guess it is dandy, but it's too dandy. I'm addicted to it. I have a big bag of it in my office right now. And I'm just, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I've had a large amount of candy close by. And uh, I've been eating a lot of candy this month. I don't know. I love it. But you know what I will say? My grandpa is 91. He's going to be 92 in January. And that man can put away so much sugar. It's really impressive, and I think a really testament to the power of how long you can live if you eat a lot of sugar. I was back there. My grandparents, I love them so much. They're both in their 90s, and they have both lunch and dinner dessert every day, as you should. And I want it's not just a 90s thing. They, my grandpa loves sugar, has always loved cookies, baked goods, any kind of sugar. He will eat... He will eat a, I, I, he, for lunch dessert a couple of days ago, I was over there. He had two slices of cake, chocolate and vanilla. And as his like beverage with the lunch dessert, he had chocolate milk. And I'm just like, uh, why should I stop eating candy? My 91, almost 92 year old grandpa has lunch dessert with the chocolate milk back. I think it seems like a recipe for longevity. He actually made a joke about it. He, they had this like super old thing of maple syrup in their fridge that my aunt found while she was over there. And she goes, you guys aren't actually eating this, are you? This is from like 10 years ago. And my grandpa just goes, well, you're not going to live to be 90 if you don't eat stuff like that. So you heard it from my grandpa first. Candy is good for you. Candy is the key to longevity. Sugar is good for you. Don't believe the hype. Do believe the hype, the hype that is sugar. I feel like the kids that really were into sugar that were like, I know I was one of these kids that would like eat a sugar, get a little hyper, but then kind of act up how hyper they were. 
those were the original party animals. If you were a kid who actively sought out the sugar high, I think that is telling for where you're going to end up later in life. Ah, well, guys, what should I end on? You know what I'll end on this? I'll end on this. I've actually been, I've been reading a lot. I've been keeping track of how many, of how many um, books I'm reading this year. I'm keeping a list for the first time. And I, so it's making me more mindful, I guess, of what I'm reading. And it's been kind of interesting to be able to look back at what I've read. But I'm going to end on this. I have a book recommendation for you guys. If anyone needs a read, my favorite book I read recently was a book called The Marriage Portrait. I've been, I read, it's an author named Maggie O'Farrell and um, I really like her style. She wrote a book called Hamnet last year that I really enjoyed. That was sort of a historical fiction around William Shakespeare and the son that he had that died, whose name was basically the old English version of Hamlet, Hamnet. After that son died, Shakespeare went off and wrote Hamlet. So Maggie O'Farrell has a new book out called The Marriage Portrait, which is about the youngest Medici daughter. And... It's really good. It was a page turner. I stayed up really late reading it the other night. Uh, so if you're into historical fiction, if you're just into good writing, I recommend The Marriage Portrait. Uh, so that's me, you guys. I'm Tess, and I'll see you guys next month. Bye. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch. <laughs>